Welcome to the first episode of Nextcast, a podcast by the next generation indulging in topics revolving around technology. Today we have with us Mr. Avinash Sethi, the CFO and founder of InfoBeans. Mr. Sethi grew up in the city of Indore in Madhya Pradesh. He pursued electrical engineering from SGSITS College at Devihaya Vidyalaya. After excelling in his education, Mr. Avinash Sethi founded InfoBeans in 2000 along with Mr. Siddharth Sethi and Mr. Mitesh Bora. Later, he also pursued his MBA from the esteemed Indian Institute of Management in Dhaka. It is a publicly listed digital transformation and product engineering outfit called InfoBeans. They lead a team of professionals spread across Europe, USA, and the entire Asia, passionate towards creating a wow in whatever they do. He also co-founded and grew many more startups in the field of information technology, setting an example for young minds making their way into the world of IT. We are we are very thankful to you, sir, and I hope you have a great time. It is entirely mine, Samarth. I uh, certainly want to help uh, young minds, uh, young brains uh, to come and you know, pursue their dreams uh, through uh, entrepreneurship. And that's the reason I, I keep uh, uh, coming uh, to colleges and schools and, and uh, help uh, mentor people. Yeah. I'll be happy to uh, participate. Yeah, thank you very much. So, so we have uh, segmented our podcast into three segments. Uh, we call it the past, present, and future. And you know, we have driven the driven this inspiration from the normal thing. So, in the past segment, we talk about you know how your education and everything connected the dots and how you started your company. Uh, we also talk a bit about your relationship with, uh, you know, the founders, your friends, uh, and the funding of the company. How did it happen? And a little bit of connection with your home city, Indore. Uh, in the present, we talk about how you carry out operations currently, uh, a little bit about how you, you know, uh, having all this workload, uh, you also have a brilliant life and how you can carry that mystical sort of uh, perception uh, even when it's a lot of workload. In future, uh, we talk about the aftermath of COVID and uh, what prospects do you see in the field of information technology. And as you are the CFO of the company, we would also like to talk about a little bit about uh, the stock market and uh, how, you know, the, how the Indian economy is growing and as you are operating in such diverse countries, uh, what are the prospects? Sure, I'm yeah, all excited. Thank you. So uh, our, our first question uh, in the past series is that going through your uh, through your education, uh, you were not really into uh, computers and computer science. Uh, so how did you discover your love for information technology not having it as one of the fields in education and what really inspired you that you you know you started a company into it very good uh, question samarth uh, i think uh, when you learn engineering you uh, typically are exposed to multiple subjects and uh, in the first year we had uh, this uh, software programming uh, through fortran as a language fortran is uh, certainly uh, greek and latin to people today uh, but you can Think of uh, it is a C++ kind yeah. of a language uh, uh, or, or you know, Java kind of a language in today's context. Yeah. So that was one of the uh, one of the subjects we had in the first year. So we were exposed to computers, we were exposed to machines, we were exposed to civil engineering, we were exposed to electrical, which is my core subject. And then uh, we were uh, exposed to electronics as yeah. well. 
Now, that is where, uh, you know, when we realized, uh, you know, when I looked at my first year numbers, I was, uh, you know, scoring highest numbers in computers and lowest in uh, engineering design. Yeah. And that's when I realized that, you know, I'm not obviously a design person, but I'm more of a programming or a logical person who would like to uh, code. So that was my first introduction. And uh, by the end of final year, we actually did a project where uh, we combined uh, computer science and power electronics and uh, created uh, some kind of a project where we could uh, uh, do uh, analysis of uh, breakdowns of uh, electrical systems using uh, power electronics and okay. software. So that uh, project uh, got us into TCS, I mean, got me into TCS, and uh, uh, that's how my journey into IT uh, happened at that point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, um, if you really want to know more about my love for Indore, uh, you know, I would say I'm Pakka Indori. <laughs> I'm crazy about Indore. And uh, there are multiple reasons behind that. I've been into, uh, right after, like when I joined TCS, I was in okay. Mumbai. Then I, uh, I came back to Indore and joined a small company here and then went to US. Uh, US, I worked uh, in Intel uh, and then I left US, came back to Indore. Uh, when I, when I co-founded InfoBeans uh, along with Siddharth and Mitesh yeah. in 2000, uh, I went to UK to set up an office there in 2001 and came back to Indore. Then I went to Pune uh, to set up an office for InfoBeans in Pune. Then came back again, my MBA yeah. from Indore. And then uh, went back to Pune again, expand the business. Uh, further, uh, you know, I came back again. So with all these movements, uh, you know, US, UK, Pune, I think there was one Bangalore stint as well in between. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the city pulls me back. Uh, the reason is because, you know, I have uh, Indore deep in my heart, my family, my parents, my kids, my uh, childhood friends, my school, college friends, all of those are here. So every time I go out, I, you know, really miss them. And, you know, needless to say, the Sarafa and the Chapta, yeah. <laughs> you you can't, uh, an Indori always lives in, you know, like an Indori. You know, even if you are in the US, you will carry a packet of same yeah, and Jirava. That's very you. signature, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I think that is what uh, brought me here uh, back. And then I think, we, you know, when I, when I look back uh, in hindsight, it was actually a good decision to set up an Indor because uh, uh, the, the quality of life the, uh, the city itself, the weather uh, that the city provides. Plus, uh, you know, you, you don't have to commute uh, like uh, large, you know, large cities like Bangalore or New York or Bombay. Uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, wait in queue even if you want to go for a restaurant on a weekend. Uh, so, so the life is uh, pretty easy, pretty comfortable and obviously very, very uh, warm uh, in terms of uh, relationships. So I, I enjoy my time here. That's great. And I and uh, if I uh, yeah. I was saying also, you know, when the Crystal IT Park came and uh, all these developments happening, uh, I think Indore is also developing as a whole IT sector. No doubt about it. You know, if you look at it, every large company wants to set up uh, offices in tier two, tier three cities, and Indore has been a significant beneficiary of it. 
with this uh, uh, cleanliness, uh, cleanest city tag, uh, in Indore is uh, poised to grow exponentially. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, my second question to you was, uh, as you started your company, you know, really young when you were 25 or 26, having uh, not a lot of experience, uh, uh, I think uh, an experience of four years or so, how do you dealt with time management at that time? You know, it's it's a really transforming phase. You, you know, you have certain pressures from your family. You also have a little bit of uh, pressure on the financial side and at the same time, not doing a job and actually starting a company. How did you dealt with time management and pressure management? I think time was on our side. We had all the time in the world. Uh, there was no issue of time management. The issue uh, definitely was, uh, you know, uh, standing out in the crowd and defending your dream against uh, the traditional uh, mindset. So uh, my my friends, my colleagues, my uh, family members, my relatives, my my parents, they were all uh, thinking that I'm I'm uh, stupid. I've gone bonkers. Uh, who who lives uh, in who in their sane mind leaves a company like Intel, lives a country like US leaves uh, you know uh, you know luxuries of the world of the western world and comes back to indore uh, where you know it is nothing no nobody knows yeah. that uh, what software is uh, and uh, typically you know cds are the software cds where we're selling for rupees uh, 50 rupees each uh, you know microsoft windows microsoft office you know you could see any software selling for 50 rupees and you know people will wonder as to who would pay yeah. for software so, so that was uh, the mindset that uh, one has to uh, fight. And any of you, uh, I am really uh, impressed uh, by the young lads uh, that you are and the entrepreneurship that you're showing. Uh, this is, this is again, uh, you know, sailing against the tide. And this is an important attribute that an entrepreneur must possess. If you are in love with your idea, if you are passionate about your idea, you know, just go ahead and execute. No matter what your, what people in your inner circle, what people in your outer circle, what people around you, neighbors, friends, colleagues, whoever, whatever they're saying, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. For the simple reason is that they have no idea of what you have in your mind. They have no idea what you're, you know, driving, uh, is it, what is your driving force? So, so they will not be able to understand, and there's no point explaining and wasting your energy there. Just continue on your path. Uh, you know, obviously, do justice to what you're doing. Yeah. And when I say justice, so you have to really, you know, give on full effort, uh, maybe more than hundred uh, percent. So, so that is where the the real value can come. And whatever you do in that sense, you know, you'll be very, very successful. So don't yeah, worry about that, it. That seems to be, you know, a, a fixed thing and a, a very, uh, that you should be inspired from within it. No one should have a dream just to earn money. If you have a dream of doing something, if you have a vision, money and success is something which follows itself. It's a byproduct. Definitely. And it is easy to say. I mean, I would be very honest in saying that, uh, you know, I started with a, a very uh, money-minded uh, uh, objective, yeah. and and not only me. I mean, the, that's how. Uh, I mean, that was one of the triggers. Yeah. So the simple mathematic is that you know, if in 
if uh, intel is paying me or my company i was a contractor at intel so whatever uh, intel is paying to yeah. my company and what i am getting is probably yeah. half of that so if i am capable of you know delivering and earning for my company i can do it for myself as well so that confidence uh, plus some calculated risk yes. you know so i had a valid h1b visa i said okay fine you know i can give one year and see if it works if it doesn't i'll go back i will have my yeah. job in that point at that point in time java was the latest technology so i certified myself uh, as a java okay. developer so i knew that you know if i go back i'll get a job uh, because i am a certified developer in the latest technology out there and there are not many people out there okay so so that was the backup plan but uh, the the risk was that okay i will take one year will you know jump in and see if we can uh, do this i had i was lucky that i have my childhood friends with me to support this and uh, we all pulled together 3000 dollars each okay. uh, in uh, 99 end of yeah. 99 and 2000 uh, i came back to, i mean and end of 99 and came back to indore and 2000 we started this company so uh, that was a calculated risk as i said but uh, uh, you know crazy idea in in, in the minds of uh, people around yeah. me in indore but i knew that you know i have to give it a try and one thing i will want to tell your uh, audience is uh, entrepreneurship if you want if you have a slight inclination towards yeah. it do it today sooner the better never postpone it to anything so uh, don't, you don't need anything you honestly don't need anything when in the in the age that you are living uh you are blessed to have everything available to you in a way that you can start your business on a mobile phone itself yes you don't need anything beyond that in our days uh, getting an internet connection was a was a nightmare and uh, the speed was another nightmare so we used to you know stay late so that we get a better speed we used to plan things in in a way that we could download let's say 100 mb a file uh, in a way that you know we put it in the night and get it back in the morning and know that okay you know 99 mb is downloaded so so that was the kind of challenges uh, infrastructure challenges you know resource challenges all of those things that we have to face today uh, there's so many apps and tools and technologies available the, the the phone itself is such a powerful computer that you know we used to used to probably can't even afford that kind of computer at that yeah. time so 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 i think it is extremely conducive uh, for uh, anybody to start a business today and uh, you must you must uh, in your life uh, get that experience uh, i am you know in my 20 year 21 years of entrepreneurship i would say uh, is an extremely fulfilling and extremely powerful uh, uh, journey a powerful coach where you you challenge yourself every day and you learn so much that you would you can't even imagine uh, the self exploration journey you know teaches a lot see if you if you put yourself into uh, water and you don't know swimming you will you will yeah. do your best right and ultimately you will find that you start yes. swimming but if you are outside of the water you can't even imagine uh, yeah. swimming 
right so you have to put yourself into yes that. that's very true then you know once you enter it you yourself doing it uh, next on you know we 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 wanted you to share some unforgettable memories which you have built alongside the co-founders of infobeans because i think you know the top management of company and uh, especially that friendship which you have with people that really affects the working of the company and you know how the business take forwards there are millions of uh, memories that we have made on the way uh, mitesh and i go back uh, from our ninth grade onwards yeah. we uh, studied in the same school from ninth until yeah. 12th and then we came into the same engineering college he was in electronics and telecommunication i was in electrical engineering so uh, and then we uh, we went to mumbai together he was in tata infotech i was in tcs and we lived in the same apartment so so there are several memories out there you know Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of a very very close uh, friendship, uh, and I'm blessed uh, with that. Mr. Siddharth joined me in my engineering class, and uh, again that's another you know beautiful relationship to cherish. So we we keep uh, teasing our wives as uh, that you know we we know each other more than <laughs> we would uh, ever know your okay. husband. So. so that's the kind of fun uh, you know and the in the relationship that we carried yes uh, you know i again message for your audience is you it is a give and take yeah. okay you you can't you can't expect a relationship uh, to continue where you demand everything and and the other person yes. follows it is a it is a game that you have to play both and you have to play equally well you have to respect the other person you have to take care of Uh, his uh, needs, uh, uh, and you also have to uh, be assertive. Where you can't uh, just be followers. Uh, you can't be. Uh, see, if you if they're in a partnership, everybody has to. Uh, everybody has to chip in equally yeah. well. You know, uh, as an interesting part uh, that has you know actually kept us uh, glued together. There are three different personalities. You know, I would be more. Uh, Uh, unplanned, uh, more uh, adventurous, uh, more uh, maybe cool kind of a person. Uh, Mitesh is more perfectionist, uh, more uh, planned, uh, more process oriented. Okay. Siddharth uh, is uh, more, uh, I would say, intelligent or uh, more uh, uh, quick in decision making, uh, or uh, maybe more uh, uh, what's a marketing oriented uh, kind of a person. So, so. this combination you know if you look at it the business needs all of those and uh, since it is a different personality in different proportions uh, we uh, it worked out well uh, it one you know so each one of us was balancing the other two and uh, it 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 so happened that you know our give and take relationship uh, became a very symbiotic relationship and uh, we now our families are you know equally good friends our kids are equally good friends so so that that has been uh, i would say the most uh, cherishable outcome of uh, you know this journey yeah. and you know that's of course relationship and work is a different thing but you know when you have such a good uh, friendship it it actually reflects back in your work you know it increases your success because the coordination level going at top management is really there well. 
Definitely. Uh, moving on, now we would like to switch into the present. Uh, and uh, here, here is the point where we would, you know, like to talk about the company and, you know, not about the development stage, but about how you go about, you know, uh, sustaining your work-life balance. So my first question to you is when I went through the website, you know, I found very, very interesting and, you know, inspiring projects. One project was related to Royal Caribbean, you know, which is, uh, it's a great cruise line and you know you you decrease the boarding time of it how do you go about inspiring and what really is the mindset when you talk about engineering outfits i think one of the one of the common philosophy that we carry is we have to yeah. create wow and uh, it is it is not a rocket science if you look at it i think it is it is a simple mindset that you know whatever i am doing i want to do justice to it, they should also look into the uh, my customer's mind, understand what are their needs, and try and go beyond what they're asking. Yeah. So uh, very simple, uh, you know, uh, mechanisms uh, that we have put in, uh, in place, where we uh, go about uh, with our customers as a partner, we understand their business from their perspective, and try and use uh, various uh, technological tools available to uh, serve them. So Royal Caribbean example is a, is a classic example where uh, they had uh, challenges where the onboarding time was pretty long. And uh, you know everybody who is boarding the ship, they have to stand in a queue because uh, you know they can't have so many staff checking the passport and the person and okay. this and that. So what we did was we, we, we figured out a technological play out there and we said, okay, fine. You know, it's not only programming. It is a lot of other things that we used. We used, uh, you know, face recognition programs. We uh, we created an alley where probably a uh, you know 30 meter alley where the cameras are out there on various positions from top to bottom, you know, left to right, and all okay. of those. The person has to just simply walk into okay. it, and his face recognition will happen. The identification will happen, and the passport and the the uh, photo ID will all map. Uh, by the person, by that time, the person walks out of the alley, okay. and this becomes a very simple onboarding mechanism without uh, the passengers having to wait, and therefore this uh, created a delight uh, because they never thought of that as a solution. So since we are in technology, we know what all technologies can be possible, and uh, you know uh, rather than automating a lot of those things uh, using the traditional process. He said, okay, fine, you know, let's let's go beyond a step and create this face recognition LE, which is a very unique solution to address this problem. Yeah. So uh, there are many ways, uh, you know, like, I mean, I can give you a very simple example, which a lot of us can relate to, and uh, very simple to understand also. Um, there is a, a company uh, chauffeur in the in the uh, in means. And one day I showed my car to him saying that, you know, there's an oil leakage coming in from yeah. the car. Uh, why don't you get it checked? So he went uh, and, you know, after an hour or so, he came back. He said, you know, since it's already uh, 4 p.m., I didn't give the car to service today. But uh, here are the options. You know, first one is there's oil leakage. Uh, you can, uh, we'll have to open the tank and, uh, you know, drain it out and then, uh, you know, weld it. So it's a permanent solution. The other temporary solution is where you uh, just have to, uh, uh, you know, 
put the car out there and uh, they'll drain out the oil and uh, put an MC seal because it's a very tiny hole. Okay. Uh, this is the second option. Uh, it will take, let's say, two hours. The first one will take, let's say, six hours. Uh, then there was another problem in the car, which was a little problem that I thought, uh, which I witnessed, and I, I just got it fixed. And by the way, uh, you know, if you give the car next day to me, because, uh, you know, I come early, I'll uh, you know, get to the garage, uh, I'll need for six hours for the building, okay. and I'll get the other thing fixed as well, which I'm witnessing yeah. today. So it will also take time. Now look at this. I just asked for one problem to be fixed. Yes. And he gave me a full option, full bouquet of solutions. One is, you know, there are two options, a short-term solution and a yes. long-term solution. Obviously, the time required yeah. is also different. Third, he said, you know, there's one more thing that I got okay. fixed. Uh, which, uh, which uh, you know, I was facing as yeah. a problem. So, so, this is the same thing that we want everybody to take up. Uh, you know, if you are given a, a problem to solve, think beyond the problem also. You know, just keep your uh, senses open. Yeah. Keep your eyes, ears, and mind open. Understand why this problem exists. What is the usage of that solution? How more? What more you can do in the same uh, context, the same uh, you know uh, boundaries, and delight your customer. These are some of those you know uh, uh, ethos that we carry in the company, and uh, that's what we feel. Uh, take us uh, further that's great you know uh, customer satisfaction and you know not even customer satisfaction it, it, this is beyond satisfaction this is you know delighting the customers and creating a wow i think that's the best uh, thing a company could uh, you know have uh, as its motive and as you go on uh, my my question to you is uh, when you have massive workload when you're working on projects there might be deadlines there might be anything uh, how do your family and friends inspire you in those moments? I recall one particular thing, particularly around uh, when I left the US and started uh, planning for India. One thing that was uh, motivating me, uh, you know, uh, for example, I was attempting this Java certification yeah. exam. And uh, you obviously it needs some kind of discipline to to uh, continue with your job and you know on a weekend or late night you have to study for because i knew i never knew java before that it was a new technology so uh, to learn uh, and to attempt for an exam in a short duration uh, i had to push myself uh, bring the discipline and uh, also have a higher goal in mind so one higher goal uh, that i had was this entrepreneurship kakira so i said you know i'll have to uh, in order to take that risk, in order to plunge into entrepreneurship and take that risk, I need to, uh, you know, attempt uh, this exam within a month, and I have to clear this uh, with flying colors. So, uh, who? So, what I am doing? Who I am doing it for? Right? So obviously, one is I am doing it for myself. Second is I am doing it for my family. Third is, you know, I have uh, my parents out there, my my, uh, you know, friends out there. So I, I kind of focus my energies in terms of uh, you know, doing it for them, additionally uh, myself as well. So, so there are multiple motivations that I have to imagine 
in order to uh, focus my energies in the right direction. Uh, in order for business, uh, I think one, I, I was very candid in saying that, you know, we started with a money-minded uh, yeah. approach. And we wanted to earn more than what our jobs can provide. But at the same time, we were very, uh, very clear and very aware that, you know, it, it takes a lot of blood and sweat in order to create a business. And the first 10 years, uh, you know, when I was comparing my colleagues who were, who were from G's ITS, who were from the same branch, who were working in the US at the same time when I was working. And now I come back, but they're still there and they're earning much better than I, I was earning. And they were, they were uh, planning to, they were, they already bought, uh, you know, Mercedes and BMWs. Already they were looking at, you know, uh, buying an apartment and, uh, and you know, in India, when you compared, you obviously were not there. Okay. You know, we are still a 500 people company. You are still uh, growing. You are still uh, making decent money. You know, enough for what you can survive in India. We were we were probably getting. Uh, I think the first 10 years we were probably getting. Uh, you know, I started with 5,000 rupees as a salary, and in the last, I mean, in the first 10 years, I the 10th year was probably 12,000 rupees. You know, that's the kind of uh, poor growth that we had in the first uh, okay. 10 years. But uh, we were very clear uh, that, you know, we are uh, building something of, mean, of meaning. Not only money that uh, we saw as a company which is making profits, but uh, we realized that we are actually uh, helping people learn new technologies, helping people grow. And uh, we, uh, we started witnessing people who joined us right after the college. Uh, you know, how they are growing, uh, how they are able to use the employment and, you know, grow their own family, they're growing their own life. Yes. And that started to become a bigger purpose for us. That started to become a lot of motivation for us that, yes, we're not alone uh, in this uh, value creation uh, uh, process. We are actually creating a meaningful employment for our team. We are creating uh, an ecosystem in, in a city like Indore. We are, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, paying well, so, so their families are uh, happy. And uh, ultimately, uh, we are contributing to the nation. Yeah. I think all of these bigger purposes started to take over, uh, you know, our objective. And this becomes a huge motivation going forward. So, uh, you know, in the post uh, IPO, what we're saying is, we have to uh, grow uh, faster, we have to grow aggressively. At the same time, we need to ensure that we can sustain that growth. We don't want to go insane in uh, growing the business. We want to uh, be uh, growing at a pace that we can support, we can sustain. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, you know, uh, since uh, we promote all the uh, homegrown leadership, all our, uh, you know, leaders are homegrown. Yes. They've been with us for, for over decades. And, uh, you know, we know their journey. They joined us as a pressure, now they're directors. Uh, and I think that, that gives a lot of motivation, a lot of power to continue on that path and continue on, uh, you know, staying focused without losing it. So I think that becomes a much larger motivation uh, for anybody. That's true. And, uh, you know, uh, as, you, as you said, there are multiple motivations. And uh, once... You know, it starts on, it takes place, and 
sometimes it might be a slow development initially but uh, if you believe that what you're creating is of value it, it works pretty well uh, my question to you next is you know apart from all this hard work working what are some of the re recreational activities which actually you know developed you personally it might be reading it might be something else uh, something which uh, you know has contributed a lot to your personal development and has a, a good amount of time in your daily routine i am extremely thankful to one of my friend uh, in tcs uh, when i moved to mumbai he gave me a book uh, uh, called as uh, how to win friends and influence people yeah. yes that's really uh, this is uh, you know and i was like probably 21 year old uh, uh, 21 22 year old engineer and i never uh, read uh, that kind of a book or self help book uh, prior to that and this was one of my uh, i would say learning point in a sense that uh, i got hooked to reading i used to uh, travel uh, from borivali to uh, kafpred uh, it was 2 hour one way and i used to uh, start reading uh, and i read uh, in local in mumbai local you know one hand uh, on the railing and one hand uh, on okay. the book and uh, so you know otherwise if you if you don't occupy yourself there is so much negativity around you i mean you are crammed like uh, you know what do you say i don't want to even use the word you are crammed uh, uh, so badly yes. in locals and you know you are bearing all kind of weather you know it's it's hard humid you know smelling all kinds yeah. of things but uh, during that time i just caught this bug of reading and uh, that uh, probably one of was one of the most uh, would say a productive uh, hobby or habit that i created and uh, since then i am continue to read continue to uh, you know be a read uh, uh, i would say continue on my journey on reading uh, self help books uh, i've created uh, um, reading clubs in infobeans also where we rotate one book every month okay. and uh, uh like 30 40 people in the club and everybody reads the same book and then we do a book reading reviews and all of those things so that was one of the most uh, i would say beneficial hobby uh, recreational activity the other one that i create uh, got in uh, uh, hooked uh, in like 7 8 years ago was uh, running marathons yeah so uh, i started running uh, again uh, one of the messages that i want to give to people is uh, you know you have to set on your goal and stay disciplined about it your mind will play against it you know when i thought of running marathon it was because of uh, you know facebook uh, post of my friends who were running marathons and i was thinking you know i am now 40 years old uh, about 40 years old and i'm not able to uh, even run let me try uh, you know so there was this indoor marathon yeah. coming up in the month of january uh, i thought okay let me try 5 kilometers will be too little uh, you know people will laugh let me try okay. 10 kilometers so um, i i started practice the the marathon was the first marathon was in, in, in i think 22nd or 23rd of feb uh, 2015 yeah. and um, i said okay january 15th uh, i said okay let me try uh, the first day when i ran first kilometer i was cursing myself i couldn't even run okay. 
And I said, you know what nonsense, uh, you know, who, what are we to, who, why do we learn, you know, there is no, what, what's the prize I'm going to get, what's the medal I'm going to get, I'm not going to compete anyway, yeah. there's no race, what's the point, you know, let's, let's yeah. not even run it. So I try to, my, my mind uh, try to play uh, against uh, the body comfort and they said, you know, what nonsense. I rested for second day, third day, and fourth day, I day, so let me try again. So again, I attempted one kilometer, run, walk, run, walk, you know, and I said, you know, forget about it. And again, two, three days break, and uh, I said, okay, let me try again. This time I was able to do one kilometer fairly yeah. well. And then I said, okay, let me try one and a half or two. So with this uh, kind of, uh, you know, mathematical progression, arithmetic progression, I uh, attempted uh, Yes, and you know, I could uh, do uh, 10 kilometers by first week of Feb. And then I asked my coach as to what to do. And he said, you know, why don't you try more and see if you can attempt, uh, let's say 15 kilometers. So I slowly and gradually, I was able to do 15, uh, probably just uh, one week ahead of time. And uh, sorry, two weeks yeah. ahead of time. And then uh, they used to do a mock run. Uh, for 16 kilometers. Okay. So I ran 16 kilometers that day and um, just it was just one Sunday ahead yeah. of it. And uh, I didn't stop when everybody stopped at 16. I said, no, I have to complete 21 today. And, you know, limping and crawling, I, I just did 21 that day. One week ahead That's of time. And, you know, when I look back, I, I'm totally amazed at myself as to so somebody who was a month, you know, month ago, he was not able to even think of 21 kilometers, you know, just coming on the field and, and beating your own mind at its own game. Uh, I was able to do 21 ahead of time. And that gave me enough, uh, you know, discipline, power, motivation. And I realized that, you know, your body is a slave of your mind. Yeah. And you can you know, uh, run it the way you choose, it will support. The funny thing about marathons is that, you know, every time you run, the first five kilometers is a lot of yeah. trouble. You know, it will give you all kinds of excuses to not run. But the moment you get into six and seven, you know, it gets onto cruise control. And you just run and, and you get into a zone, which is very meditative for me. And, uh, you know, I think I derive a lot of uh, uh, power and a lot of uh, energy doing that. So my, my question, my, you know, uh, feedback or my suggestion to each one of you is, it is like entrepreneurship, right? If you, if you get into your journey, uh, like today, InfoBeans, we never thought InfoBeans will be this yeah. big. Okay, we just did that one kilometer at a time. Yes. Just improved uh, incrementally from there, you know, there's a very popular, uh, I don't know if you know it, but there's a very popular uh, Pepsi ad, which was Yedil Mandi yeah. Mor. Uh, that's, a, that's a very strong human spirit. And you will be bored running one kilometer every day, you know, if you run it for, let's say, seven days, 10 days, a stretch, you will want more. Yeah. And that's the spirit, you know, that's the, that's the, that's all entrepreneurship is all about. You do one thing today well, you continue to do it, you will certainly crave for more and you will start to do more. That's yeah, right. done. So, so that's how it is, right? So, so 
jump in if you are really thinking of yeah that, that's very true and you know uh, what you what you said that dil mange more it's, it's actually true you cannot run 1 km every day it's it's literally like you know just get in the water and you know you will develop yourself moving on uh, i think uh, my my question to you now uh, as you are the cfo of the company when you when you took your company into the market first as a you know into the smse market then now in the nse uh, there are fluctuations in the share market i would say recently there are a lot of fluctuations uh, my question to you is do they affect your internal goals you know when the share market goes up when the price is going down is there any change in the top management's mindset or is it just an external factor which does not matter to you i think in the short run it it does affect the uh, the mental makeup i mean it doesn't really affect the long term strategies and long term okay. goals in the short term it does because you know uh, market has its own crazy way of uh, responding yeah. uh for example if we come out with good quarterly results you know it's a natural expectation that the market will uh, yeah. reward but uh, it doesn't happen market has their own ways of uh, means of judging the business you know and they typically value consistency rather than an outperformance once in a while so they will probably like uh, uh, you know uh, i would say uh, Uh, Raul Dravid of the time of uh, you know if I were to draw an analogy, they like Raul Dravid more than uh, Vivian de Silva. Okay. So, so uh, I think, and it's it's a learning process. It's it's a what I see is the market knows us only for last uh, three and a half yeah. years. What we know our business for more than twenty one years, so we know what is good for it, what is bad yeah. for it. We don't really get affected. Uh, and our mindset or our strategies or business goals doesn't really change as per the market uh, uh, you know whims and fancies but you know uh, emotionally it 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 kinds of feels like you know uh, if you're performing so well why is the market not recognizing it or if you have if you are you know uh, if one quarter goes bad why they start to uh, overreact so so uh, i think uh, we have gotten over with it uh, it's like more than 3 and a half yeah. years now so uh, those uh, you know uh, i would say the impact is much lesser now okay and do, do you think you know uh, as you are the cfo sometimes uh, it might be more on you rather than others you know uh, because you are the one looking over all the uh, finance side uh, so uh, recently we had our budget uh, you know and uh, once this lockdown has opened i see there are a lot of changes happening in our country also in the states europe wherever you uh, you know you operate uh, looking at the liberalization looking at the economy of india and not only india to all the places where you operate what do you think are the future prospects of it or any of the sector which you think will grow up like anything after you know this this whole uh, covid thing has happened so yeah i am i am answerable to the investor community i do uh, quarterly calls and do a investor con call where we yeah. speak to them 
and uh, I have to explain to them as to what went wrong, what what are we thinking now, and so on and so on. So yes, all of those handling is definitely tough, and uh, you know investors can ask yeah. anything, right? So they can they can uh, declare anything as failure, they can declare anything as success, and they can choose whatever they want to talk about. So that's yeah. tough. But, uh, you know, uh, when we stay on our course, when we have a very stated, clear goal, uh, which is part of our uh, founder's uh, vision, uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, are guided and, and easy to, you know, reflect yeah. upon. Uh, I do see IT, uh, uh, I think COVID was a tough time. Uh, we were also worried that we'd probably lose our business, uh, maybe at least 10, 15 percent uh, this okay. year. But thankfully, uh, the bounce back has been uh, pretty uh, strong, and uh, we probably will recover uh, the image and losses that yeah. we thought uh, in terms of revenue, in terms yeah. of profits. Uh, looking at the global scenario, uh, definitely IT is in for a much faster growth and a much higher demand. Uh, every business, whether it is uh, manufacturing services or uh, anything else, they are now thinking how they can continue to work uh, from home even. You know, if, if there's a remote working possible, yeah. if, uh, you know, uh, how do I automate my manufacturing processes? How do I use more robots? How do I uh, reduce manual intervention even in the services side? And let's say as simple as KYC for a banking account, bank account opening, how can I automate that more? No. How can I, you know, use Aadhaar and use other technologies and just do it online? So nowadays, I think if you go to Airtel or any other telecom companies, they just issue you SIM card uh, uh, using a, a video KYC. Yeah. So all of these uh, things are changing where they're reducing and uh, manual intervention and they're trying to get into more sales of this kind of mode. And it is only possible only because of technology, only with technology. Yeah. So even cars are now getting becoming an electronic gadget rather than a mechanical gadget. So, so uh, Tesla is a classic example. It is more electronics than uh, mechanical yeah. engineering. Uh, Sony is coming and looking into, Apple is coming into uh, creating yeah. a car. So these are all electronic companies that are looking to, you know, get into uh, new age yeah. uh, tools. So yeah, yeah IT uh, definitely is uh, uh, on a very positive upcycle for at least the uh, next decade. And uh, India is on a progressive path, uh, you know, this budget or, or previous budget, but the last uh, I would say five, seven years has been very growth oriented. Okay. And it is not, I mean, no government can stop the growth of uh, the country because the, the young minds are so, uh, so uh, confident, so uh, technology savvy, so entrepreneurial that they, they want to, uh, you know, uh, take uh, themselves to the next level. And obviously country will, will certainly get along. So uh, I think the people are so ambitious and people are so uh, confident. I think this is, you know, look at look at India winning uh, Australia series. Yeah. Look at India's performance in Olympics. So so this is a precursor. Look at India's performance on the defense side. This is all precursor to what the generation is all about. The new generation is is out there to rule the world, and uh, this is phenomenal. So. So the country, I think the next decade, and then I think Jeff Bezos also said that this century is going to be India's yeah. century. 
So I I have no doubt no doubt in that. And I think you know uh, there are a lot of foreign investors looking towards India, and uh, with this you know a lot of reliance geo things happening, and uh, uh, probably now each and every company has 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 their eye on India. You know from Amazon to Facebook to Apple, everyone is looking to expanding in India, and I think right now might be a great time. Moving on to the future, uh, the future segment of it. My first question to you is, uh, you know, we have heard a lot about your computer literacy uh, projects and your initiatives about it. How do you go about such programs, and what is your motive behind it? So uh, when we opted for CSR, we opted for uh, things that yeah. we know. And uh, you know, try to make difference in that space uh, using our own uh, knowledge. Uh, so that's how we thought of uh, figuring out. Uh, and it's also from our own experience. You know, we have uh, we have uh, several people in the company who have upgraded from being an office boy to either an IT uh, networking person or to a networking, I mean, admin head okay. uh, to uh, to office admin head. Uh, we had one uh, uh, chauffeur who we uh, found that he's extremely honest. That that first example that I gave was of okay. the same person. This uh, uh, person, when we saw he's very uh, efficient and very honest, we promoted him uh, from uh, chauffeur role to a procurement uh, person role okay. in the company. And uh, since then, he has obviously his salary has been, you know, doubled. Is 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 now working in the office environment. Doesn't have to really toil hard on yeah. the roads. And uh, he's also progressing in his own career. Yes. With that thing in mind, we said, why not we enable these people who are on the ground, uh, who are either uh, a driver, a car driver, or uh, a small grocer, or uh, uh, a housewife or, or somebody who, with the use of technology, can upgrade their livelihood greatly better. Okay. So, with that thought, we started out on uh, programming, uh, I mean, on uh, programs like uh, Tally, like uh, English language, uh, like uh, usage of uh, mobile. Uh, so, elderly people they don't know how to, you know, click pictures or scan pictures or send pictures or WhatsApp. Even car driver, if they know how to use WhatsApp, uh, they can actually be a much more valuable uh, to the employer yes. because now the person can go out and you know clear pictures. The owner can decide rather than going to go for shopping yeah. themselves. This saves time and obviously can the, that person can command a better yeah. salary. So so things as simple as you know just using mobile phone well, uh, you know messaging, email, WhatsApp. Uh, all of that, uh, so we've seen that people are getting positively benefited. Now we've started a very ambitious program, which is going to end by end of, uh, this first batch is going to end by March, where uh, last year, March, we uh, selected uh, about 20 people from, uh, which are like you, they're like 12th graders, or they just started their college, or they can't afford yeah. college. We have, uh, brought them into uh, our umbrella and we have done a full day one year uh, uh, course uh, intense course on programming okay. 
we are seeking help from pranjal dubey he is also very uh, uh, of a socialist mindset uh, not socialist mindset sorry he is a social yeah. entrepreneur he uh, helps uh, uh, he is running a college himself okay. uh, in the in the village and he is uh, running this program on weekends uh, he spends a lot of time but he is overseeing uh, the daily effort where uh, these 20 people are Uh, we are converting them into programmers, okay. and if, if they run well, we'll probably hand hand pick a couple of them and hire them in the company as well. So uh, this is a very ambitious program that we are taking uh, because a twelfth grader, you know, how much programming because they need to know yeah. English first, need to know programming, they need they need to read books in order to you know the programming books. So there is a lot of effort. Now they also need to build their uh, logical reasoning. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, we're missing that effort, and uh, let's see how it goes uh, by end of this uh, March. We don't know whether out of these twenty people, how many are more, how many are employable to date, sir. So, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty interesting programs uh, being uh, taken care. Of. under the csr which is the infobench yeah, and i think it, it's pretty great you know if if a person could become employable just after an year of his 12th grade or you know even at the age of 19 or 20 that's pretty amazing and i think there there can be no better service than this you know just donating money doesn't helps you know when you put your mind and soul into it uh, definitely projects like these are really appreciated definitely and i think one of the inspiration that we carry on this csr model is uh, zoho zoho is a unicorn in india which is uh, built uh, purely by uh, you know non techies uh, so to speak and they were not engineers they were people from the villages who have been trained into these kind of programming uh, things and uh, these are like all three year uh, you know intense training yeah. programs they become programmers yeah. so uh, a phenomenal uh, you know example yeah, and i think they are also crm and they are also into all the software solutions yeah, yeah. then then i think that, that's pretty great and uh, you know as you said when you can convert the people at the base level with their skills to you know draw up even if it's uh, in your own company itself or even uh, if it if it is an outsider i think that's a really great initiative uh, but my my uh, sort of last question which might go long uh, is uh, after all this experience i think you are the best person who has been you know who has been exposed to everything you you have been a developer you have been a programmer moreover you did your engineering on electrical side now you serve as the financial officer so you know you have a great uh, knowledge of share market and uh, after serving all these capacities and after all your experience uh, if i go to start a company today and you know you are one uh, one person in the advisory board what might be your what might be your mantra to me what might be your thing which you will you know say me in a one hour session that summer do this and you will be successful Well, wow, that's a that's a good question. You have to summarize everything into uh, one yeah. phrase. Uh, I think uh, I would say is, and I keep uh, uh, 
No, I'm getting inspiration from the, this particular quote, which I learned or read or listened from Vinod Kosla. He's also yeah. a very prolific uh, investor plus uh, entrepreneur. He was co-founder of Sun Microsystem, which came up in yes. Java as a programming language. Uh, he says uh, one very interesting thing, and I think uh, my personality and my inclination is towards that, is to do new things and uh, do difficult things. Yeah. So... Uh, you should always try different uh, stuff. Uh, you know, you, I mean, as a personality, I get bored with the same thing very, very quickly. Okay. So I, uh, for example, I mean, you know, I'm I'm so bad at that. Is you know, I I go to I choose different routes to go to the same. <laughs> so I I get bored uh, uh, with the monotony. Okay. And uh, the second thing is do difficult yeah. things. So, so if I go back to my example of leaving Intel and starting business, it was extremely difficult yeah. to do that, right? Uh, the the one kilometer marathon, one kilometer start, and uh, you know, complete a marathon, difficult to do that. Right? So, so all your achievements will will come if you choose difficult yeah. path. More often than not, the difficult path become, I mean, in the hindsight, usually is the right yes. path. Okay, so so if you have to take this up, so see everybody, uh, let's say in our engineering batch, everybody was taking up jobs because there were a lot of campus placements and it was easy to yeah. get a job. Right? Relatively, again, not easy in a sense, but it is yeah. relatively. And, you know, uh, when I when I went to IIM Indore and was talking to one of the batches there, I asked how many people want to uh, try entrepreneurship. You know, even MBAs, a batch of uh, 60 people, only two or three wants to uh, do entrepreneurship. So, so that is difficult in people's mind. And uh, that is where I, I would say that uh, try and do new things, try and uh, do difficult things. Uh, whatever you do, uh, you should uh, you know, listen to your customers. You should be uh, very inquisitive. You know, I, I keep saying that you should be curious uh, like a child. And uh, I actually have, uh, I did one presentation in Choitram and uh, I prepared for the first time in my life to, you know, deliver that uh, speech. Three things that came out uh, when I was really doing my homework is uh, you've got to be uh, curious like a, like a kid, like a child. You've got to be uh, obsessed like a lover. Yeah. So when you're in love, you, uh, you are... You don't see anything other than that yeah. person. That the person exists in front of you and doesn't exist in front of you. Your dreams, in your mind, in your uh, you know thoughts, in your actions, you all are you are focused only towards that person. And you are smiling, you are laughing, you are just in your own zone. People outside are laughing, then saying that you are crazy, you are gone mad. That is the that is the obsession for entrepreneurship that should there that's the that's the single-mindedness that needs to be there yeah. uh, and then uh, once you are on your journey you will always find ups and downs you'll always find a long period of lull yeah. okay uh, that is when i should say that you should persist like a parent yeah. so you know even like today i'm let's say 45 46 year old my parents are still 
uh, advising me or guiding me on things that you know you still when would you learn you know when you you are still uh, uh, you know so so late or you still don't uh, change your habits which are you know in their mind is not correct habits uh, so they they still are persisting in terms of their own role they are parents right they have to perform their duty and it is natural to them similarly if you are in a business and you have you know done dull period or you know if i were to draw analogy in my own journey you know in the first 10 years when my other colleagues and you know peers were growing so well uh, you could very easily fall out and said you know forget about it let me go back to us and start a job there but you persist you persist on your path you persist on your goal eventually you reach there and you reach there and then you beat everybody by wide margin in the next 10 years so today our peers would be seeing us and saying oh you know we should have started 20 years ago yeah so, so similarly the marathon example right so so when i said okay when i now look back myself i've done full marathons also 42 kilometers yeah. and, you know 6 7 years ago i could have never imagined doing that myself but i persisted i you know i bet that i beat that uh, that first 5 kilometer uh, wall that hurdle that mental hurdle and and you know persisted beyond that that is so so if you had to you know i've given you too many things one is you know i've just revised it do difficult things do different things okay that's one motto that i normally carry because that is my personality uh, the second the three uh, triplets that i gave you was uh, obsess like a child i uh, sorry curious uh, be curious uh, you have to have your senses open just figure out why is this happening like this you know why it cannot be done yeah. the other way question right so kids question right if you if you look at it kids will question so many things out there and you get fed up of it so be curious like a kid yeah child uh, obsess like a lover once you find your uh, you know destiny once you find your uh, yeah. sweet spot then uh, persist like yeah. a parent so so just uh, you know these are probably uh, the uh, gist of my yeah, and i think we just found our spotify title <laughs> this might be the title for our podcast you know curious like a kid obsessed <laughs> as a lover and you know persist as a parent and i think that that was a, a perfect encapsulation of your entire journey and uh, you know it, it's really inspirational and uh, when we were approaching you uh, I, I i remember i said narayan I, I, we couldn't have a better person to launch it because you know we really were looking for someone who has done everything and uh, thank you very much uh, sir you know you you separated your time and i'm very thankful to you thank you samarth and i must say that you have done a good homework on uh, me so appreciate that this in my mind is a is a customer delight <laughs> thank you thank you very much sir thank you for tuning in today see you in the next episode until then stay motivated believe in yourself and keep listening to next cast